Thank you, Bracha. Um, so let's get started. Um, as Bracha mentioned, this is the fourth in the series of the Dvar Malchus. And the topic is Bias Eliyahu. Gonna just, we're, go, we're going to explore um, the role of Eliyahu Anavi in connection to Mashiach coming. Now, this Sicha, the Rebbe said in Tafshin Mem Zayin, and it is a Hadron. It is a Hadron on completing the cycle of Mishnah Taira of the Rambam. So a Hadron is um, kind of Dvar Taira that analyzes the end of a Sefer on which you're making a seal. And it analyzes it, goes into depth, often connects the end to the beginning. And so being that in Tafshin Mem Zayin, um, date was Yud Shvat, people were completing the yearly cycle of Rambam, um, Mishnah Taira, otherwise known as Yad Chazaka, for the third time, if they were saying three prakim a day, if they were saying one parak a day, it was for the first time. Sefer Mitzvah was also for the third time. So therefore, in honor of the Siyam HaRambam, the Rebbe chooses a halacha in the Rambam from the end of Mishnah Taira, the last book in the Yad HaChazaka, and the very last parak, as Racha said, parak Yud Beis, second halacha there, to analyze and um, be the subject of the Hadran in honor of the Siyam. Um, just an interesting note, the Rebbe began this mifza of completing Mishnah Taira um, as a, in a regular cycle, Tafshim Mem Dalid. So that was three years before this, which is why for people saying three prakim a day, which you can complete every year, it's their third. For those that say one parak of Mishnah Taira a day, it takes three years to complete the Mishnah Taira. That way, this would have been their first siyum. Now, the, as I mentioned before, the halacha that um, the Rebbe is basing his hadron on is from Parakid Beis, Halacha Beis, and it deals with the coming of Eliyahu Hanavi. Before we actually get into the Sicha itself, what I'd like to do is study the sources with you first. Of course, the Rambam itself on which this whole Sicha is based, but we're also going to look at the sources on which the Rambam bases his halachais and his psaktin. So if we go all the way back to the beginning, where do we first find the Torah discussing the coming of Eliyahu? It's in Tanakh, in Navi specifically in Sefer Malachi. Malachi is the last of the Nevi'im of the Treyasar. He gave his Nevuah at the end of Golis Bavel, in the very beginning when the second base of Migdash was starting to be built. And he told us at that time that there will come a time in the future when Eliyahu Anavi is going to come and he's going to do certain tasks. So let's take a look at this source. This is obviously what the Rambam bases his halachas about Eliyahu coming on because this is the source in Tanakh that deals with Eliyahu coming. So I'm going to share my screen and we're going to look at the sources. Um, I will also have the Sicha on the screen. So eventually when we get to the Sicha, you're welcome to follow along with that as well. Okay. 
So here we have the Pasuk Malachi. It's actually two Psukim there. Um, it's in the last parak of Malachi. It's only three Prakim. And it's Psukim Chaf Gemel and Chaf Ta'ad. Hine anaychi shaleach lachem es Eliyahu hanavi. Navi Malachi says in the name of Hashem, behold, I will send to you Eliyahu hanavi. When? Lifne by Yaim Hashem hagadol vahanaira. Before Yaim Hashem, before this great and awesome day when something big is going to happen. What is that thing that's going to happen? There's many, there's different ways to understand it. And for the purpose of the Sikha, we're going to understand it as the coming of Mashiach. So what Malachi is telling us is that before the coming of Mashiach, Eliyahu Hanavi will come. Hashem will send us Eliyahu Hanavi. Then the next passage continues. What will Eliyahu Anavi do when he comes? He'll return the hearts of the fathers to the children, and he'll turn the hearts of the children back to their fathers. So there's two things this Pasuk is telling us. Number one, in the first Pasuk, when? When is Eliyahu Anavi coming? And the second thing the Pasuk's telling us is, what is he going to do when he comes? Now, after we have this Pasuk in Tanakh, we have a lot of Tayyar Shabal Peh that comes and tries to clarify exactly what Malachi means. When exactly is Eliyahu Navi going to come? Before the coming of Mashiach, but when? When exactly? That's the first thing we're going to explore. And second of all, what exactly is this job of a Heshev Lev Avais Albanim, of bringing fathers and sons together, returning the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the father? That is what Elio Navi is going to do, but what does that mean exactly? So the Rambam comes in Parakyud Beis of Hilchus Malachim, in Mishnah Beis. And he gives us a psak halacha of exactly how this is going to work. According to halacha, when is Eliyahu Navi going to come and what is he going to do? So let's take a look at the Rambam. Maybe I'll make this a little bit bigger. We see from the basic understanding of the words of the Nevi'im, referring to Navi Malachi. Shebetzchilas yemais ha-Mashiach ti-yeh At the beginning of the era of Mashiach, there will be milchames gaig umagaig, the war of gaig umagaig. What is the war of gaig umagaig? Not specifically related to the Sicha, but just to give the general knowledge, most Mefarshim, most Chazal explain the war of Gaig Umagaik. Gaig is the king of a nation called Magaik. And they will recruit other nations of the world to fight against B'nai Yisrael, specifically in Eretz Yisrael and Yerushalayim. And so the Rambam is saying that before this event, it seems clear from the Navi, that before this happens, a Navi will come to pave the way for us 
towards Mashiach and to prepare B'nai Yisrael for Mashiach's coming. Shenemar, like it says, so here the Rambam brings the Pasuk on which he's basing it, the Pasuk we just looked at in Malachi. Malachi says, in the name of Hashem, I'm going to send you Eliyahu Anavi. The Rambam says, this will happen before the war of Gaigumagaik in order to prepare the world for Mashiach. What exactly will Eliyahu do when he comes, continues the Rambam. First, he's going to tell us what Eliyahu Navi is not coming to do. He is not coming to say that those are pure are impure. And not to say that those that are impure are pure. And not to invalidate people whose status has been considered okay. And vice versa, not to validate those who posi whose position was considered invalid. Says the Rambam, Eliyahu Navi is not going to deal with all of that when he comes to prepare the world for Mashiach. Rather, what is Eliyahu Anavi going to do? Ella lasum shalom ba'elam. It's going to make peace in the world. And what does the Rambam base this on? The fact that this is what Eliyahu Anavi is going to do. Back to that same pasuk in Malachi, it says there, v'heshiv lev avais albanim. That Eliyahu will reconcile fathers and children. The Rambam says this means he's going to bring peace in the world, to the world. That is the first opinion that the Rambam brings, but now he brings a second opinion. We have those that say, when will Eliyahu and Avi come to prepare the world for Mashiach? Right before Mashiach comes. What's the difference between these two opinions? Seemingly, it's regarding the time, right? Opinion number one says Eliyahu and Avi is going to come before Milchemes Gaig Umagaik. Opinion number, which is not the day before Mashiach comes. It's before Mechamas Gai Gumaga. It means some time before Mashiach comes. Let's say we'll, we'll pick an arbitrary number, three months. You know, not too far, not too much before, but not too close either. Okay, that's the first opinion. The second opinion says, no, Eliyahu is going to come, Kaidem Bias HaMashiach, meaning right before Mashiach comes, which essentially means, as we will see, the day before. Now, that's the Rambam that the Sicha is based on. But in order to properly understand what the Rebbe is going to do with this Rambam, which is incredible, we need to first take a look at the sources on which the Rambam bases his two opinions. Now, we know that the basis for the idea of Eliyahu Navi coming is from Malachi. But the fact that he's going to come before Mechames Gaigu Magaik and to put to do make peace in the world, what does the Rambam base that on? And the second opinion that the Rambam brings, that Eliyahu Navi is going to come the day before Mashiach comes, 
What does the Rambam base that opinion on? So the first opinion, which is that Eliyahu Navi will come before the war of Gaigum Magaig to bring peace to the world. This is based on a discussion amongst the Tanaim in Mishnayis and the Mishnah Masechus Edyais. So let's take a look at this Mishnah. I just want to say, if anyone has any questions at any time, please feel free to stop me. Um, if you're writing questions in the chat, I probably won't see them while I'm in the middle of talking because it's just way too much multitasking for me. But feel free to unmute yourself and um, ask away. Okay, so here is... So if I see anything, I'll, I'll let you know if it's important. Oh, okay, great. Thank you. Okay, so here is the source for the, the first opinion that the Rambam brings. Sechus Edges. As you'll see, this is a discussion going on. So there's going to be a number of opinions, okay? And it's according to one of these opinions that the Rambam makes his psakalaka. So first opinion, Amar Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yeshua says, Mekubal ani meraban Yechanan ben Zakkai. I heard this from my teacher Yechanan ben Zakkai. Sheshama me rabbi, the rabbi me rabbi heard from his teacher, who heard from his teacher, who heard from his teacher. There's a Kabbalah tradition going way back, halacha lamaisha misenai, all the way back to Maisha at Harsinai. Okay, what is this Kabbalah going back all the way to Maisha at Harsinai? The Rambam explains this in his parish of Mishnayis, which the Rebbe will bring in the Sicha, which is why I feel it's important to bring it in here. So when we hit it in the Sicha, we'll, we're, we're going to understand what we're talking about. Okay, so what is this Kabbalah exactly the Ram, that the Rambam explains in his parish on the Mishnayis? Not the Rambam and Sefer Hayad, okay? Let's not get confused between the different Svarim here. The halacha that the Sicha is based on is from Sefer Hayad, or Mishnah Taira, okay? This is the Rambam's source. But on this Mishnah, which is in his source, in another Sefer of the Rambam, which is his parish on Mishnayis, he explains what the Kabbalah is. And he says there that um, there's this Kabbalah from Maishu Rabbeinu, that before Mashiach comes, a Navi is going to come first to pave the way. And what is this Navi going to do to pave the way for Mashiach? The Kabbalah says, this tradition says that he's going to remove all forms of corruption from the world. In the Lushan of the Rambam, which we're gonna see the Rebbe quoting in the, in the Sicha, lahasir hachamasim, to remove evil things, to remove corruption. Okay, that's the Kabbalah. Now, each of these Tanayim is going to give their opinion as to what constitutes the removal of corruption that is this process of preparing the world for Mashiach. So Rabbi Yeshua says, according to him, Eliyahu is not coming to say who is Tameh, who is Tahar to determine everyone's status, if they are Jewish or not Jewish, to include them in the Jewish nation, meaning the Karev, or Lerache, to say they don't belong, they're not actually Jewish, and they don't belong in the Jewish nation. Eliyahu is not going to do that um, as a blanket statement. But, but in certain situations, he will. Ella, but, Lerache, Hamekarven, Lerache, Hamekarven, Bizraya, what 
will Eliyahu Hanavi do to pave the way for Mashiach? What is the removal of corruption according to Rabbi Yeshua? So in case there is somebody who was um, pushed out of the Jewish nation by force or vice versa, considered to have an okay status in the Jewish nation also by force, Eliyahu Anavi will clarify what their status is. For example, Mishpachas based Swifa, Haisa Be'ever Hayardin. The family known as Beis Tzrifa, they lived in the other side of the Yardin, the eastern side of the Yardin. Verichaka Ben Siyain Bizraya. And a powerful individual named Ben Siyain sent them out, distanced them from the Jewish community by force. They were bullied out from being considered part of the community. There was another family there as well. And the same powerful fellow forcefully brought them into the Jewish nation, whether they deserve to be or not. He decided they should be brought in and he forcefully brought them in. This is an example of a family that was forcefully excommunicated from the Jewish people. And on the other hand, a family that was forcefully made part of the Jewish people by this guy, Ben Siyan, who sounds like a little bit of a bully, who does what he wants and has some kind of power. So Kigayin Elu, like cases like these where people were forced either out or in, but it's not a true reflection of their status. It was simply a case of bullying in cases like this, says Rabbi Yeshua, Eliyahu Eliyahu will set things straight. He'll decide who is meant of these cases that were forced in or out, if that case that was forced out is really meant to be part of the Jewish people, and he'll decide if this case that was forced in was meant to be part of the Jewish people. But he won't deal with anyone else's status, only in this cases of the forcing in and out. Okay, that's Rabbi Yeshua's opinion. Then we have Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda, I mean, Rabbi Yehuda says, "Lekarev avalaylarachik." What will Eliyahu Hanavi do to prepare the world for Mashiach? What is the removal of corruption referring to? He'll make sure to bring back those that were forcefully pushed out. Pushed out but he's not going to determine the status of those who are already in, even if they made their way in by force to the Jewish community. If they're already in, says Rabbi Yehuda, Eliyahu is not gonna determine their status. But on the other hand, if there was a family that was forcefully pushed out, Eliyahu and Navi will decide on their status whether they should really be part of the Israel or not. That's Rabbi Yehuda. According to him, the corruption is the fact that a family was forcefully pushed out, not forcefully brought in. And that is what Eliyahu Navi is going to deal with. And we have a third opinion. Rabbi Shimon Aimer. Rabbi Shimon says, <laughs> Rabbi Shimon says something totally different than Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Shimon says it's nothing to do with determining the status of people. What is Eliyahu Anavi going to do to pave the world for Mashiach? What is the removal of corruption according to Rabbi Shimon? 
to smooth out machlekes, machlekes in Tyra between teachers and students to make things clear, which you could say relates to the very famous idea that Eliyahu Anavi will come and answer all questions that are still outstanding in Tyra, the idea of teku. In Gemara, when there's a question that's not resolved, the Gemara will often say teku, which really in Aramaic means tehei, um, tehei kai, I think, that this question's left standing. But it also is an acronym, those letters, tough yud, kuf, vav, is an acronym for tishbi yataretz kushyais vabayis, that tishbi, we referring to Eliyahu Navi, Elio from the, he's known as Elio Atishbi from Tishbi, he will come and resolve all um, questions, all questions that are still standing. So that is very possibly what Rabbi Shimon means here. Then we have a fourth opinion, not, it's not attributed to a specific person. It's, a, it's the Chachamim, opinion, the opinion of the Chachamim, the Chachamim Aymrim, Layla Rachek, Layla Karev, Ella La'asais, Shalom ba'ilam. Chachamim say also it has nothing to do with verifying status. Rather, according to the Chachamim, the removal of corruption is to make, to remove hatred, to remove fights, to bring peace to the world. Now, what are all these opinions based on about what Eliyahu Navi is going to do? It's based on the source in Tanakh that talks about Eliyahu Navi coming, the one that we looked at, Shenemar, like it says in Malachi, Behold, I will send you Eliyahu Hanavi. And what is he going to do? He's going to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers which is another way of saying the removal of corruption in the world. In other words, what is the task of Eliyahu Anavi? You can say either to remove the corruption in the world as the Rambam puts it in his parish of Mishnayis, or in other words, you can say his role is which is the language used in Malachi. Either way, both are referring to the task of Eliyahu Anavi to pave the way for Mashiach. Now, the difference is here how to understand Veheshev Lev Avaisalbanim. In Malachi, it doesn't specify what Veheshev Lev Avaisalbanim means. It just says that's what Eliyahu Navi is going to do. This discussion here in Edyais is about the Tanaim clarifying what exactly does Veheshev Lev Avaisalbanim look like? What does that mean? According to Rabbi Yeshua and according to Rabbi Yehuda, it's referring to figuring out who belongs where, yuchsin, people's lineage, tracing their lineage to make sure they belong to the Jewish people or not. According to Rabbi Yeshua and according to Rabbi Yehuda, the Heshev Lev Aves Albanim, Lev Banim Alabaisam, literally means returning children to their fathers and fathers to their children. In other words, tracing the lineage of people who are their father, who are their grandfather, where do they belong? The only difference between them is in which cases do we do? Will Eliyahu Anavi do this? According to Rabbi Yeshua, Eliyahu Anavi will do it in cases of force, both families that were forced in and families that were forced out. And according to Rabbi Yehuda, Eliyahu Anavi will only be doing this with families that are forced out. But according to both, their understanding of Heshev Lev Aves Albanim is the idea of Yuchsin, tracing the lineage of people in certain 
circumstances to determine whether they belong to the Jewish people or not. Rabbi Shimon understands Vaheshev Lev Avais Albanim differently. He says, Avais are the Chachamim, Banim are the Talmidim, the students. And what Eliyahu Anavi is going to do when he comes is he's going to reconcile teachers and students. He's going to resolve the outstanding questions that remain, the differences of opinions between teachers and students. And lastly, the Chachamim, how do they interpret the Heshev Avais Albanim? On a very basic level, Avais Albanim is, is really referring to people in general, human beings. And what Eliyahu Anavi is going to do is he's going to make peace between people. The Heshev Avais Albanim, Leibanim Alavaisam, he's going to Asum Shalom Ba'ilam, make peace in the world. So here we have Mesechus Edyais with four different opinions of what Eliyahu Anabi is going to do when he comes, based on each one's interpretation of the Pasuk of Malachi, Now, which of the four opinions does Rambam go according to? If we look back to the Rambam, the Rambam says Eliyahu Anabi is going to come only for the task of Lasum Shalom Ba'ilam. So the Rambam makes up Sak Halacha based on the Chachamim in Edyais. Just coming, Lasais Shalom Ba'elam. Okay, so the first opinion in the Rambam, here we go, the first opinion in the Rambam that Eliyahu Navi is going to come, is based on the opinion of the Chachamim in Mesechas Edyais and the Mishnah. So now we have the source for the first opinion in the Rambam. What about the second opinion in the Rambam? They are the opinions very different. Here we have other Chachamim who are saying, no, when is Eliyahu Anavi going to come to pave the way for Mashiach? The day before Mashiach comes, not a few months in advance. Where does the Rambam get this idea from? So this idea, we can trace back to a discussion amongst the Chachamim in Gemara in Maseches Eruvim. Let's look at that source. So what does it say there in Eruvin? Interesting discussion going on. Tashma. Listen to this. Hareini Nazir Bayaim Shaben David Ba. Mutar Lishtais Yayin Bishabasai Zuviamim Taivim. The Atsar Lishtais Yayin Kolyamais Hachal. Okay, so we don't really need to get into all the ins and outs of this piece of Gemara, but just the basics so we can understand the context for the Rambam is that this discussion revolves around somebody who makes a neder, makes a promise, makes a vow, that he, on the day Mashiach comes, he will take upon himself to be a nazir. Nazir is somebody who, for spiritual reasons, abstains from various things, one of which is drinking wine and having any other grape product. And so the discussion here amongst the Chachamim is that if a person makes such a vow, that means he can't drink wine on any day because you never know when Mashiach is going to come. Mashiach can come today, Mashiach can come any day of the week. And if, his, and if Mashiach comes today, then his vow will go into effect and he won't be able to drink wine. 
And so, and you never know what point of the day Mashiach is going to come. So he cannot drink wine on that day at all because that day might be the day Mashiach comes and his vow will go into effect. However, say the Chachamim, this is true only of weekdays. But on Shabbos and on Yantiv, what's our Lishtais? This guy who will only become a Nazar and the day Mashiach comes, he can drink wine on Shabbos and Yantiv. Why? Because the Chachamim explained Mashiach cannot come on Shabbos or Yantiv. So there's no risk for this guy that if he drinks wine, it's going to affect his, his neder, his vow, because Mashiach might come today. No, we know for sure Mashiach's not coming today, so I'm good, I'm okay, I could drink wine. I don't have to worry, my vow will not go into effect today. It's impossible on a Shabbos or Yantiv. Why is that? Why do the Chachamim claim that Mashiach will not come on Shabbos or Yantiv? Let's go to this part here. Shanei Hasam. In this situation, the Amar Kra, the Pasuk tells us, back to our source of Malachi. And here is the point we're trying to get to here. Hinei Anechi Shaleach Lachem is Eliyahu Anavi. The Gemara Hashem says, I'm going to send you Eliyahu Anavi. And Eliyahu did not come yesterday. Eliyahu did not come on Erev Shabbos or Erev Yontif. If Eliyahu did not come the day before, Mashiach is not going to come the next day. Now, why does Eliyahu not come Erev Shabbos and Erev Yontif? There's a Kabbalah, there's a tradition that Eliyahu will not come Erev Shabbos or Erev Yantiv because the Yidin are busy preparing for Shabbos and Yantiv and he doesn't want to disrupt the preparations. And so the Chachamim conclude that being that Eliyahu and Avi will not come on Friday because they're busy preparing for Shabbos, therefore Mashiach will not come the next day on Shabbos. And so the Nazar can drink his wine on Shabbos. And the same thing for Erev Yantiv and Erev Shabbos. Now, Rashi comes along here on this Gemara and he adds a good, a very important piece of information, something we really need to know here. The Gemara says that Eliyahu comes the day before Mashiach, which is the proof that Eliyahu is not coming the day before, Mashiach is not coming the day after. But Rashi says, but one second, why? Why does Eliyahu come the day before Mashiach? So Rashi explains, why will Eliyahu be coming before Mashiach comes, before Yom Hashem, before the coming of Mashiach? Before Mashiach comes, Eliyahu will come to announce, to announce Mashiach's about to come. So we learn two things from this source in Erevin, from this piece of Gemara. There's two facts here that we gained. Number one, according to the Chachamim here, Eliyahu comes literally the day before Mashiach comes. Which is why Mashiach cannot come Shabbos and Yantiv, because Eliyahu doesn't come on Erev Shabbos or Erev Yantiv. He literally comes the day before. And the second fact we learn from here that according to how Rashi explains what the Chachamim are saying, the reason why he comes the day before. Why does he come literally the day before Mashiach? To announce Mashiach's coming. Okay, so we understand when Eliyahu is coming and why Eliyahu is coming, according to the Chachamim here in Erev. Just a side note, you might be wondering, what does that mean Mashiach can't come Shabbos and Yom Don't we await Mashiach every single day? So 
the answer in a nutshell is like many other things, it depends um, on Bnei If we are Zeiche, and so we push the coming of Mashiach before Mashiach was destined to come, then Mashiach can come any, any day, doesn't matter. This idea of Mashiach not being able to come in Shabbos and Yantiv is only if we're relying on the predetermined time when Mashiach has to come, but we don't have to wait for that time. We can bring Mashiach much, much earlier through our Avaida. And um, in that case, Mashiach can come in Shabbos and Yantiv also. But that's a side note. The point here from Erovin is that we're understanding from the Chachamim that, there, that when Eliyahu comes, it will be the day before in order to announce. Okay, the whole discussion about Mashiach coming on Shabbos is really for us the side thing. It's really, you know, that's the discussion of the Gemara, but for us, that's not really what's so relevant. What's relevant is what comes out of it. The fact that we learn from here that Eliyahu and Navi comes the day before and to announce, which brings us back to the Rambam. Now we see where the second opinion of the Rambam comes from. So let's review it. Here we have two opinions in the Rambam. Opinion one, when is Eliyahu Navi coming? Which is some time before Mashiach comes, let's say three months, just to make it easier. And what is Eliyahu Navi going to do when he comes in the first opinion? He's going to bring peace. What is the source for this? The Mishnah, Mesechus Edges. It's opinion number one. Opinion number two in the Rambam, when is Eliyahu Navi going to come? which we now understand from Erevin means one day before Mashiach comes, literally the day before. And why? To announce that Mashiach is coming. And what is the source for this? Masechus Erevin. So essentially what we have here, what the Rambam is presenting to us really essentially is a machlekes, is an argument between the Tanaim of Masechus Edyais, which is the basis for opinion one, and the, and the Chachamim in Masechus Eruvin of the Gemara, which is essentially the basis for opinion two. Okay, the Rambam is bringing these two opinions, one from Edyais, one from Eruvin, and they disagree. What do they disagree about? Seemingly about when, when Elio Navi is supposed to come. Because I added here Levaser, but the Rambam doesn't actually say that, which we're going to get to. Okay, if you look back to the Rambam over here, Eliyahu will come before Mashiach comes. For what purpose? The Rambam doesn't state. But we understand from where Rambam bases his opinion on Edyais that it's Levasar based on Rashi there. Now, something else important before we get into the Sicha that I want to mention is that there is a strong link between when Eliyahu Anavi will come and what he will do when he comes. There's a strong link between the Zman, the time, and the Tafkid, the task. They're interdependent, really. And the Rebbe explains this not in this Sicha, it's in another Sicha, but I'm going to bring it up because if we don't understand this um, point that the Rebbe brings in Tafshin Mem, it will be hard to understand certain things the Rebbe is bringing here in this Sicha on Tafshin Mem Zion. And Reb explains there that the task of a Heshiv Lev Aves Albanim, okay, we're starting with the first opinion here, which the Rambam understands as 
as meaning making peace in the world. The other Tanaim have other ways to understand But when Eli, whatever means, when Eliyahu comes to do that, he needs to be here in person in a body. Not like when he has the job of showing up at every bris milah or showing up at every Pesach Seder, where he doesn't literally show up in a body because those places span the globe. How many brisin are taking place at the same time? Plenty. And definitely Pesach. Every Jewish home is celebrating Pesach almost at the same time. So obviously Eliyahu and Navi cannot be in all those places at once, literally in his body. Rather, his neshama has many sparks, right? The neshama is like a flame, which is made up of many sparks. And a spark from his neshama goes to this place and a spark goes to the other place. And therefore it could be simultaneous. It could be in many places at one time because it's not his body, it's his neshama, which could be um, splintered, so to speak, into many sparks. But, says the Rebbe, this task of Elio Hanavi to pave the way for Mashiach, is not through a nitzot. It needs to be done by Eliyahu Hanavi himself. So now think about it. Whether we understand as tracing people, figuring out people's lineage, or whether we understand, which is we according to Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Yehuda, depending on the circumstances, or if we understand as answering questions that students and teachers disagree on that was never answered, or according to the Chachamim, that means bringing peace to the world, whichever way we understand the task of that it cannot be done in one day. It's impossible. Eliyahu Hanavi as one person cannot bring world peace in a day. He can't decide everyone's status who needs to be determined in a day. He can't answer all the questions between Chachamim and their Talmidim in one day. Therefore, the first opinion says that the task of Eliyahu Hanavi is to bring, is, is, um, which the Rambam takes the explanation of the Chacham, which is to bring peace to the world, that needs to be done earlier. You need time for that. Therefore, they say, when is Eliyahu Hanavi going to come? Before Nochemes Gaigu Magaig, not the day before Mashiach comes, a little bit more, a little bit earlier, because he needs time to bring peace to the world, according to how the Rambam understands it, or how the other Tanayim understand it, same thing, you need time for those things. However, second opinion says, oh, Eliyahu Anavi is not coming to make to um, That's not what Eliyahu, when Eliyahu comes to pave the way for Mashiach, that's not what he's going to be doing. He's only be doing one thing only, and that's Levasser to announce. You don't need to come three months in advance to announce. In fact, the announcement carries more importance, more meaning when it's right before the event the day before. So therefore, this opinion says, Eliyahu Navi is coming the day before Mashiach. The time reflects the task. Okay, so whether it's the first opinion, the time is reflecting tasks that need more time, which is why they say he's coming before Muhammad's Gaigumagai. And whether it's the second opinion, this task can be done the day before, which is why they say, why this opinion states that Eliyahu Navi is coming the day before. Okay. Now we're ready to get to the Sikha. Before we do, are there any questions? 
We had one question, why does Eliyahu need to announce at all? <laughs> but I don't know if that's relevant. <laughs> I don't know if we'll get too sidetracked. So it's a good question. I mean, the Pasuk tells us that Hashem is sending Eliyahu Hanavi before Mashiach comes. That's the Nevuah. One way to understand the Nevuah is that he's coming to tell us to get us ready. In other words, we should we shouldn't be caught by surprise. We should know, oh, tomorrow Mashiach's coming. Okay. Um, okay, so that took a while to get the background, but now that we have it, we'll be able to go through the Sicha a lot more smoothly and fluidly. So let's begin with that. Here we go. Um, you had, just in case you want to see, just if you need a visual, this is just to show you the different opinions in Edyais and how they all relate back to Vahishiv Lev Avais Albanim, and the Rambam chooses the last one. Okay, we're not going to go into it now, but um, if anyone wants to see it, let me know, and I could um, go back to it. Okay, so let's get to the Sicha now. Ais Aleph, the Rebbe gives the background, the context for when the Sicha is said. The Kesherim Siyam Sefer Hayad Laharambam, this sicha is being said in connection with finishing the Sefer Hayad of the Rambam, otherwise known as Mishnah Torah, which on this year, the Rebbe says, takes place on Yud Shvat, of course, a very special day for Chassidim, the day when the Friedrich Rebbe passed away and when our Rebbe became Rebbe. This is a day when many Jews are finishing their third cycle of learning Rambam. Based on the, this custom that has become widespread, widely accepted amongst Jewish communities, to learn three prakim of Mishnah Torah every day. And as a parallel track to that, people also finishing their third cycle of the Rambam's Sefer HaMitzvah, which is shorter and therefore more manageable. And so some people prefer that. For example, it's often um, chosen by Nashim and Taf. It's easier for women to do that. And you even have, those of you who know Klikas for kids, you have Safer Mitzvahs for children, which is a wonderful resource. Ubay misaimim gam machsar rishain de limud harambam beseder halimud de parag echad liyayim. And you also have some people who sort of want to choose the in-between choice, right? Three prakim a day for Mishnah Torah is a little bit too much, but they feel they can handle a little bit more than the daily mitzvah, the Sefer mitzvahs. And so they do one parak of Mishnah Torah every day. And therefore that takes, instead of one year to complete, takes three years to complete. And this year is their very first year completing Mishnah Torah because this year Mem Zayin marks three years since the Rebbe introduced this concept of learning Mishnah Torah um, on a yearly cycle or in an organized way, one year, three years, whatever it is. Okay. It would be appropriate to dwell be appropriate for talking, we're in the context of a siyam of the Rambam, finishing Mishnah Taira. It would be appropriate to dwell on the topic of unity amongst the Jewish people. Why? Mishnah Taira. 
being that we have so many Jewish people from all over the world uniting together and learning the same thing, learning Mishnah Taira, which the Rambam actually calls in his own words in his introduction to, to Mishnah Taira, he calls Mekabet Satayr Shabal Pekula. It is a um, collection of the entire Taira Shabal Peh, Halachais Halachais. It is a sefer of Halachais that spans the entire Taira, the Choha Taira Kula. It includes even those parts of the Taira that we cannot do practically today, being that we're in Golis. Which is unusual because in other books of Halacha, including the Shulchan Aruch, they deal with practical Halacha, Halacha that we need to know for our lives today. But the Mishnah Taira spans the entire body of the Taira even halachas dealing with things that we do not deal with today. For example, like our Mishnah here, halachas, sorry, not Mishnah, our halacha here, halachas dealing with the coming of Mashiach. And through that, through people, all, all kinds of Jews learning the entire Taira together, Nasis Achtusam shall call Yisrael betachos ashlemas, we really have a perfect unity of all of the Jewish people. By uniting in a program of study that encompasses the entire Taira, Shlema which is the perfection of Taira. And so when you have Jews coming together to learn the entire Taira, the perfection of Taira, you have the perfection of unity. The Sefer is known for, quoting in the words of the Rambam himself, that the halachas there are so clear for young and old, every single mitzvah. It's accessible to every single Jew. And so learning it together and completing it together really um, expresses this tremendous level of unity. Okay, so now that we have the context of the time frame established, okay, this um, the Rebbe is going to speak about a piece of Rambam to celebrate the Siyum, which is really also a celebration of the Achtas of Neisrael. Now we're going to get to the Rambam that the Rebbe is going to discuss. The Rebbe is going to say is Hadron on. And this is, this is an ice base. And I'm going to go quickly through it because we just learned it together. But again, stop me if you have any questions. In the last parak of Hilchis Malachim, which is also the last book of Sefer Ayat, so the Rebbe is speaking about the end, which is the minhag, when you're completing something, you speak about what you just, the, the part that you just learned at the end that completed the cycle. What is the Rambam right there? The Rambam writes all kinds of details about what will happen when Mashiach comes. And also, amongst those things, something that relates to the unity of B'nai Yisrael. And this is what the Rambam writes. And here we come to the piece of Rambam. We see from the simple understanding of the words of the Nevi'im, the beginning of the era of Mashiach, there'll be a war between, there'll be the war of Gai which is a war between the nations of B'nai Yisrael. And before this war happens, Navi will come to pave the way for B'nai Yisrael to get us ready. Get us ready for the big event. Get us ready in which way? That's exactly the discussion, right? Is it to bring peace to the world as the first opinion? Or is it to announce the Gula as a second opinion, as we will see here? 
Shinemar, where does the Rambam base this on? That Eliyahu, that a Navi is going to come to do this. Like it says in Malachi, Hine Anechi Shelech Lachem, Eliyahu Vegaimar Hashem says, I'm going to send you Eliyahu a Navi. So from here we know a Navi will come to prepare us for Mashiach. Um, as we said before, Eliyahu Anavi is not going to come to determine the status. Ella, rather, as the Rambam gives the Psak halacha like the Chachamim, Lasum Shalim Ba'ilam, only to bring peace to the world. Shenemar, like it says in the continuation of Malachi there, the Heshel of Avesal Banim. Malachi tells us Hashem is going to send Eliyahu before Mashiach comes to do what? How does the Rambam understand like the Chachamim to bring peace? Okay, so we had looked at that. It's the Pasuk and Navi, upon which is based this whole idea of Eliyahu and Navi coming to do prepare the world for Mashiach. Umam Shech, and then the Rambam continues. And he brings a second opinion. There are those chachamim. Now we know it's referring to Sakas Eirevin in the Gemara. Those chachamim say that Eliyahu is not going to come before Mechamas Gaigumagaig a few months before, but he's going to come the day before Mashiach comes. Now the Rebbe is going to ask a series of questions. The first two questions that are in ice bays are questions specific to the wording in the Rambam. They're questions analyzing the way the Rambam um, relates these two opinions. The next, the third question, which is going to come in ice gimel, is a broader question um, about what is going on here in general. Okay, so let's start with ice base. I'm going to start with these specific questions on the Rambam. Aleph. First question. Bahalacha shal achreze. Kaisev harambam. In the halacha following the halacha dealing with the with Elio coming, meaning so that's halacha base dealing with Elio. In halacha gimel, in the very next halacha, the Rambam writes something else about Mashiach, not about Eliyahu's job, but about Mashiach's job. And what does the Rambam write there? In the days of Melech HaMashiach, everyone will be um, um, established um, according to the correct lineage by Mashiach. Going to be um, their lineage will be established according to their shvatim. Shemaidiya, shezemi shevet plani, shezemi shevet plani. Mashiach is going to let everybody know that you're from this shevet and you're from that shevet. Aval enai aimer al shehim becheskas kashrus, but Mashiach will not say whose status is valid. For example, zem mamzer v'zeeved. This one is a um, an illegitimate person, and this one is a the status of a slave. Mashiach is not going to determine that. Shadinhu, because the halacha is, a family that was already absorbed into B'nai Yisrael and considered to be kosher, to, considered to have a valid statement as part of B'nai Yisrael, we leave them alone. Okay. So in halacha base, we establish what Eliyahu Hanavi is going to do. 
what the Rambam establishes there, which is to bring peace to the world. And in the following halacha, the Rambam establishes what Mashiach is going to do. And according to the Rambam there, he says Mashiach is going to trace everybody to the correct shevet, but he's not going to to enter the whole discussion of whether a person's status is legitimate or not, because if they're already considered to be part of an Israel, once they're in, they're in. They're already absorbed into the community. Okay. Now here comes the question. The Rebbe is obviously going to draw a contrast between something, the terminology that the Rambam uses in Alacha Beis and the terminology that the Rambam uses in Alacha Gimel. The topic of Alacha Gimel is not relevant to here, so don't worry about it. What the Rambam is paskening in Alacha Gimel, that's not the point. The reason why the Rebbe is bringing Alacha Gimel is to draw a contrast to the terminology used. Okay, so here's the question. The Alpiha Yidua, Gaido Hadiok Belashin Rambam. Based on what is well known about how precise the language of the Rambam is, the precision in the words the Rambam chooses, Belashin Prura Vedera clear and concise manner. That's how the Rambam writes, and he's known for that. So if that's the case, and they move on, we, it's hard to understand. Madua When it comes to determining Eliyahu's job, the Rambam says Eliyahu doesn't come to determine people's statuses, right? Because he starts off by saying what Eliyahu doesn't do, right? And so when he says that, he says, Eliyahu doesn't come to determine if a person is valid or invalid. Seemingly, the Rambam should have said that Eliyahu will not declare, will not say, will not declare like he does in Allah Gimel when he talks about Mashiach not coming to determine status, he says Mashiach Mashiach won't declare. But when it comes to Eliyahu Hanavi in the previous halacha, and he's saying the same thing that Eliyahu Hanavi is not coming to determine status, he doesn't say he's not coming to declare the status, rather he's not coming to establish the status. For Eliyahu Anavi, the Rambam writes, he's not coming to establish who is valid and invalid. And for the for Mashiach, he says, Mashiach's not declaring who is valid and invalid. And because the Rambam's so precise, this is a very glaring issue. Why is the Rambam choosing a different way of putting what Mashiach's not, what Mashiach's not going to do and what Eliyahu is not going to do? Okay, that's the first question. Base, another question based on the precision of the Rambam and analyzing the Rambam here. Hemshech ha'alacha, the continuation of the halacha base where the Rambam talks about Eliyahu, v'yesh mina chachamim sh'aimrim sh'kaitan b'yas ha'mashiach yavay Eliyahu. You have those that say that Eliyahu is going to come right before Mashiach. Harei ha'pluk salachayra, e'nai ela b'negei elizman b'asai. When you look at the two opinions of the Rambam, it seems like what are they different? What are they? Um, what are they arguing about when Mashiach is coming? Either before Mashiach comes, or the day before Mashiach comes. Okay. It doesn't seem like the Chachamim from the Gemara, when the, as the Rambam, who the Rambam brings as a second opinion, it doesn't seem like they're arguing about the function of Eliyahu. 
Now we know that they are because we looked at the source in Erevin and we know that that this second opinion of the Rambam is based on the opinion that he's only coming to announce. But pretend we didn't know that yet and you're looking just at the Rambam. When the Rambam gives a second opinion, it's only a second opinion about time. The Rambam doesn't say anything there about the function of Eliyahu. It just says there are Chachamim that say that Eliyahu will come before Mashiach. So seemingly, that's what the disagreement is about. The timing, not about the function. And if that's the case, says the Rebbe, the Imkain, the Rambam should have written in a different order that would be a little bit more logical. First of all, first the Rambam should bring the discussion about when he's going to come. Whether it's or first speak about the time and bring the two opinions about time, whether it's before or before, right before Mashiach comes. And then once you finish the discussion about the time, you can bring, you can bring in the activities of Eliyahu and Avi, what he's going to do when he comes, whether he's coming this time or that time, what's he going to do? Why does the Rambam switch up the order here? Which doesn't seem very logical. To bring the additional opinion about the time of Eliyahu coming. Not in the context of when the differing opinion to this is brought, which is in the beginning of the Rambam. Only after the Rambam elaborates on what Eliyahu Navi is going to do even though the two opinions are not arguing about that. So according to what this question is saying, first the Rambam should bring the opinion that Elio and Avi is coming before Mechamskai Then the Rambam should say, and there's another opinion that Elio and Avi will come the day before Mashiach. Okay, <laughs> we talked about the time. Now we can move on. Let's talk about what Eliyahu is going to do, which seemingly is not a machlekes here. It seems to be only one opinion, just the sum shalom ba'elam. We don't see any other opinion here in the Rambam of what Eliyahu is going to do. Now you already know the answer to that, but that's because we, we prepared the ground beforehand. Now a nice gimbal, the Rebbe is going to raise another question, which is a much broader question. Um, bracha, I... I know we're running really, really late here. So what do you suggest we do in terms of time now? I suggest that you continue so that we have it finished and then those who have to go can go. It will be recorded, so it will be posted. So anyone who wants to listen to the recording can come back and listen to the recording. I might also have to leave out, but I'll just make you host so that way it will continue going. <laughs> okay. Hopefully it won't go for too much longer. Okay, so... The Rebbe is now going to, to ask a very fundamental question. There's a cloud that there can never be, within Tyra, there can never be a machlaikas b'mitziyas, which means a difference in opinion about the reality of something. For example, whether something happened or didn't happen, either it happened or it didn't. And so if you have one opinion that says it did happen, Opinion A says it did happen. And opinion B says it didn't happen. Only one of them could be right. Because either it did happen or it didn't happen, right? It's about a reality. Which means one of those opinions is false. 
But that is an impossible phenomenon to have in Tyra, because we know that all opinions in Tyra are true, even if they're different from each other. Elu ve'elu, divrei elekim chayim, right? They're all true. They're all part of Tyra. But when we talk about elu ve'elu, divrei elekim chayim, we're talking about the way to understand something, the reasoning for something. You understand it this way, you understand it that way, you believe it's this reason, I believe it's that reason. Then we can say on, on a certain level, on the deepest level, they're all right. We don't maybe understand how, but they all are right on a certain level. But we're talking about something that either happened or it didn't happen. It's impossible to say everybody's right. And yet, when it comes to opinions in the Torah, everybody must be right because Torah is always true. So therefore, there is a cloud that within Taira, arguments between Tamidei Chachamim, arguments within Taira, differences of opinions within Taira, can never be an argument about a reality. This, you know, this happened or this didn't happen, for example, or it happened this way or it didn't happen that way. Things that are reality and, and it, it can only be one way. You're not going to have a machlaikas about that in the Taira because that would force us to say one opinion is not true and that cannot happen because of the klal elu ve'elu so the Rebbe comes now and asks a very good question. He says, but one second. The Rambam brings us two opinions. That Eliyahu Navi is going to come before Mechamas Gaigomagaik or Eliyahu Navi is going to come before Mashiach. One second. I mean, the day before Mashiach. But one second. Isn't that a Machlechus Bemitzias? Either he comes three months before or he comes the day before. It can't be both. It seems like a Machlechus Bemitzias, which can't be. So how can we have those two opinions? How does that work? And the truth is we have the same question, says the Rambam, in Meseches Etyais, about the Heishu Levei right? The Rambam makes up Sakalacha according to just one way of understanding the Heishu Levei The Rambam says what Mashiach will do, what Eliyahu, sorry, what Eliyahu and Navi will do to prepare the world for Mashiach is Sum Shalom Ba'ilam. But you have other people there who say no. How is Elio and Navi going to prepare the world for Mashiach by determining yuchsin, lineage, or solving machlekes between Talmud? It can only be one. Elio and Navi is coming to pave the way for Mashiach. Through what? Can't argue about that. It's either one, it's either this or it's that. It's a machlekes b'metzias. How can that be, says the Rebbe? Now, I'm thinking maybe we shouldn't read it inside. Um, and we should just... Maybe do less inside. Um, okay, so yeah, let's let's maybe do a little bit less inside. So I skimmel the Reb is raising this question that you know we just looked at all these sources and they seem to be de dealing with uh, arguing about something that is a mitzias, and how can that be? Okay, so. Um, here we have an edyais, right? Rabbi Yeshua says, Eliyahu Navi is going to do yuchsin. That's how we understand Vesha Lava Rabbi Huda says, no, yuchsin also, but in a different situation. That's how he understands it. Okay, Rabbi Shimon says, no, we're dealing with, this is the summary. They all say something else. And Rabbi says, but isn't that a machlekes b'metzias? Which one is it? Which one is Eliyahu Navi going to do? It's not, you know, if they say one, then it's not the other. And the other one says, no, it's this, and it's not the other, but it can't be, one and not the other, according to everybody, right? That's illogical. It's impossible. Okay. And the same thing, that's an edyais, which is a source of the Rambam's first opinion. And the same thing within the Rambam himself. Either he comes 
the day before to announce the Geula, or he comes three months before to bring peace to the world. Which one is it? And so now we come to the Chiddush of the Rebbe here. The Rebbe says, you know what? You're completely misunderstanding the Machlekes here. It's not at all a Machlekes B'Metzius. Are they arguing about whether Eliyahu Navi is going to do Yuchsin or whether he's going to bring peace to the world? That's not the argument at all, Masechah's Edyais. In fact, says the Rebbe, everybody agrees, even the Chachamim of the Gemara Masechah's Eruvin, everyone agrees that Eliyahu Navi will do all those things. He will determine yuchsin for those that were forced in or out. He will answer questions that were left outstanding. He'll bring peace to the world and he'll announce the Geula. He is going to do all those things, the Rebbe says. That's not what the Machlekes is about. It's not about one or the other. That would be a Machlekes from Metziah. There is no doing all of them. So what is the Nikud of the Machlekes here? Which of these activities, whether it's an expression of or to announce the Geula, which of these activities is part of the shlichus of Eliyahu for paving the way for Mashiach? In other words, Eliyahu does all kinds of things. We know that Tanakh is full of descriptions of all the things Eliyahu did. Even after he passed away, when he went up to Shemayim in his body, we have in the Medrash, plenty of stories about the things Eliyahu continued to do. What the Chachamim are arguing about here is which of these activities are just regular standard activities that Eliyahu does, just like all the other things he does, but, and which is considered part of his shlichus and connection to Mashiach and paving the way for Mashiach. And depending on the answer to that question, we'll also understand when Eliyahu's shlichus of paving the way for Gula begins. Does the shlichus in connection to Mashiach begin before Mechamas Gaigumagaik? Well, if his job in connection to Mashiach, paving way for Mashiach, needs more time, if it's an expression of Eishel Levavis Albanim, then his role in preparing the world for Mashiach, his shlichus in connection to Mashiach, will start then. If his shluchus in connection to Mashiach is only to announce the Geula and everything else is a separate, separate task, nothing to do with Mashiach, then Eliyahu shluchus in preparing for Mashiach will start the day before. I'll give you a, a mashal for this, okay? We all wear different hats, we have different jobs. So for myself, let's say I'm a shlucha and I'm a high school teacher. So every day, part of my day, I spend teaching high school. Now, is the question, the question is not, am I a shlucha or am I a teacher? I do both. But the question could be, what is considered part of my shluchas? When I teach high school, is that considered part of my role as a shlucha? 
or is it a something separate, independent of my role as a shlacha? And the answer to that will determine how much of my day I function as my role in my role as a shlacha. If I say teaching is part of my shlichus, part of my role as a shlicha, then a big part of the day I am manifesting my role as a shlicha. If I say no, teaching is a separate thing that I do, has nothing to do with my shlichus, then a lot, a much smaller part of my day is a manifestation of my role as a shlicha because a part of the day I'm doing something else that's independent of my shlichus. And it's the same thing with Eliyohu Navi. The question is, is he doing this or this or this? Is he doing yuchsin or answering question, outstanding questions or bringing peace or announcing? That's not the question. Everyone agrees he's going to do all of them. But which of those activities is considered part of his shlichus, a connection to Mashiach? That is where they begin to differ. And so if you look at the difference between the Tanaim and Edyais, who understand Eliyahu's job as whichever way they choose to understand it, that's the discussion there. And then you have the Chachamim and Eruvin who understand Eliyahu's job is simply to announce the Geula. What are they arguing about exactly? Not whether he's going to do that or that, not whether it's versus Besura Sagu'ula. No, he's doing both. What they're arguing about is what is considered part of When Hashem sends Eliyahu and Navi to come before Mashiach comes. In other words, when Eliyahu is ready to begin his shlichus as preparing the world for Mashiach, which activity does it start with? Which activity is included in that? The Tanayim and Edye say, is included in that. That is already part of the process. Now, which understanding of That depends. The Chachamim and Eruvin say, no. Eliyahu will do it 100%, but it's not part of Eshlichus connection to Mashiach. The only part of Eshlichus connection to Mashiach, said the Chachamim and Eruvin, going to announce the Gula. So really the fundamental difference between the Tanayim in Edyes and the Chachamim in Erevin is whether the Heishelev Aves Albanim, the second part of the second Pasuk, the second part of the Nevuah in Malachi is actually part of Eliyahu's Shluchos in connection to Mashiach. The Chachamim in Erevin say has nothing to do with it. The Pasuk is telling us two different things. Eliyahu and Avi is going to come before Mashiach to pave the way for Mashiach. And he's also going to do but independently as a separate thing. And the, the Tanayim and Edyeh say no. When Hashem says, I'm going to send you Eliyahu and Navi before Mashiach comes, is the explanation of that. I'm going to send you Eliyahu and Navi for a special shlichus connection to Mashiach. What is that shlichus? So there's no machlekes v'metzias between the Tanayim and Edyeh and the Chachamim and Eruvin. Because really, they believe Eliyahu is going to do all of it. The question is, which is considered part of the Gula? And the same thing with the Tanayim and Edyes. This one says, Veshulavais means this. This one says, it's not either or. It's not either it's Yochsin or it's peace or it's answering questions. No, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yehudah, Rabbi Shimon, and the Chamin, they all agree Eliyahu and Navi is going to do all of those things. But they disagree on which of those things constitutes part of the shlichus of Eliyahu in connection to Mashiach. 
Rabbi Yeshua, and Yehuda say Yuchsin is already part of that, paving the way for Mashiach. Rabbi Shimon says answering questions is already part of that, Shlichus of paving the way for Mashiach. And the Chachamim say, no, the only task that is part of paving the way for Mashiach is bringing peace to the world, and the Rambam Hoskins like that. So that is the way the Rebbe resolves the question. That is the Chiddush of the Rebbe. They're not arguing about which is going to happen, because according to everybody, it's all going to happen. What they're arguing about is which is part of the shluchas to bring Mashiach. So let's do a little bit inside now. Um, just saying where to start from. Let's go to Eistalad. Uh, The explanation for all this is to pre well, preface the explanation with this idea. There's two ways to understand Eliyahu Hanavi's coming. As part of the process of Geula, beginning of the Geula process, which is what the Pasuk Malachi is talking about. Hashem is going to send Eliyahu a Navi right before Mashiach comes, whether it's right before, a few months before, but he's going to send Eliyahu on a shlichus in connection to Mashiach. And so that's one way we can understand the coming of Mashiach. As we understand it, based on that Pasuk, he's coming to do something before Mashiach coming. Another way to understand it is as a separate thing entirely. It's still not part of the Geula process yet. Kalaimar meaning to say. Even once Eliyahu Navi comes to this world in a body and does a few tasks, he still hasn't started his shlichus in connection to the Geula. The, that was not part of the Gula process. The Gula process still had not begun. Ella in might something else. It's one task of many that Elio and Avi does, nothing to do with Mashiach. Alderech, Uvedugmas, like for example, in Yanavu Puelas, Upuulasav, Tanach, all the different things he did in the times of Tanach, Divrei Nevoasela Achav, the Nevoa he gave to King Achav. The king of the time of Eliyahu, Hamura in the Baal Bahar Carmel, that famous showdown between Eliyahu and the false Nevi'im of the Vodazara of Baal and Har Carmel. And similar things, all the details of the incidents revolving around Eliyahu and Avi that are told in Tanakh, and not just in Tanakh, of Teresh de Peh. All the things that we learn about Eliyahu and Avi's life, he did all kinds of things. Even before, whether it was before he went up to Shemayim. The Gufay Mamish, as the Rebbe says, we know he went up in a body. And also afterwards, which is more relevant to us because this is the stage that we're in now, after he went up to Shemayim. There's all kinds of things that he did after he left this world. 
like the Chazal tell us in many places, Miuchad especially, where in the Medrash, Vitana Devei Eliyahu, Zuta, Vitana Devei Eliyahu Rabbah, those are sources where you learn a lot about Eliyahu Navi. Many times after you already went to Shrine, he came back in a body and did all kinds of different tasks, all those famous stories that we have. So those are the two ways to understand Eliyahu's coming, directly related to Mashiach's coming, or like any other activities that he does. He comes, he comes and he does his other things, but nothing to do with Mashiach. So the argument about understanding this Pasuk and Malachi of when Eliyahu and Avi is going to come and what he's going to do, what is this argument really about, says the Rebbe? Which of these things are part of the shlichus of Eliyahu related to the Geula? As the Rebbe says, we'll explain further. And in Eishei, the Rebbe explains how this relates to the Mishnah and Edyais, the source for the first opinion in the Rambam, and in Eishvav, the Rebbe relates this to the Rambam itself. Any questions so far? Moving very fast. This is a very complex sicha. It's not a kind of sicha you can just run through from beginning to end in an hour. So it's a little bit of a challenge. Um, we're not going to do the whole thing inside. Anyhow, in advance, I already planned a couple of ices we're not going to be doing inside. I think what we'll do is we'll do hey and vav and maybe Zion and, and there. So any questions? Okay, so let's continue with ice hey. To see in the Rebbe's words what we already discussed orally, what I already explained to you. The argument in the Mishnah, meaning this argument about whether Eliyahu Navi is going to um, determine the status of those that were forcefully pushed in and forcefully pushed out, or just those that were forcefully pushed out, or whether he's coming not to deal with Yuchsin at all, but to bring peace to the world. What is this all about now that we understand that there cannot be a machlekes from Nsias, and therefore that's not what they're fighting about. It's not either or. So what is the argument about? Al pia amr, based on what we said, shalaiti tachem pluksa That it's not possible to have an argument about whether something happened or didn't happen, or will happen or will not happen, or happen this way or happen that way. That's a reality. You cannot argue about that. Therefore, hooray! It has to be. We have to say. Rebbe says, lekula oma, according to everybody. Eliyahu and Navi will both determine the status of those that were forcefully pushed out and forcefully brought in. The Rebbe just adding parentheses that Eliyahu and Navi is not going to deal with the cases where they, we're talking about families that just got absorbed in B'nai, into B'nai Australia. I was not going to start questioning their status, but rather just those that were forced either in or out. So that's not what the argument's about. It's not whether he's going to do that or that. The argument is, the argument's only which of these, he's going to do all these activities, but which of these activities is Eliyahu's job in connection to Geula? As we have received this tradition from Meisher Rabbeinu that Eliyahu's job is to remove corruption, 
his job in relation to Mashiach's coming to pave the way for Mashiach to remove corruption. So which understanding of is a removal of corruption, meaning paving the way for Mashiach? Some of the activities are not considered a removal of, of corruption, which means it's not meant to pave the way for Mashiach, which means it's an independent activity. And others believe, no, this, is, this constitutes a removal of corruption, meaning it's to pave the way for Mashiach, and it's part of the Gula process. Ledas Tanakama, according to the first Tana, Rabbi Yeshua, Richo Kamukuravin, Bizraya, the Kirov Amurachakim Bizraya, Shneim Bechal Kamasim Hanashi Salak Eliyahu, Rabbi Yeshua holds both those that were forced in and forced out. Eliyahu dealing with that is considered a removal of corruption. So it's connected to the Shlichus with Mashiach. And that's why he understands the Hishiva of Esalbanim as that. Because that's what's going to be connected to the coming of Eliyahu Navi, Ifnei Yaim Hashem HaGadol in connection to Mashiach. Ledas Rabbi Yehuda, what about Rabbi Yehuda? Siluk HaChamas, who rak kiruv amuruchak in Bizraya. Aval richok amukurav in Bizraya. Afsh Eliyahu Yasezeh. I'm going to skip the parentheses there. Ein zeh bechlau pu'ula say l'salek HaChamas. Rabbi Yehuda says, no. What is considered getting rid of corruption, meaning part of Eliyahu shluchas lifnei bayayim Hashem HaGadol v'anayra? Just bringing back those, bringing close those that were forced out. Now, Rabbi Huda still says Eliyahu Anavi is also going to determine the status of those that were brought in forcefully. He will do that. But according to Rabbi Huda, that's not part of the Geula process. That's not part of the shluchas of it's not the, the expression of which is a reference to his shlichus, the removing of corruption related to Mashiach. And the Das Chachamim. What about the Chachamim? Which also includes Rabbi Shimon because they are fundamentally different than Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Yehuda talk about Yuchsin, whereas Rabbi Shimon and, Rabbi, and the Chachamim are talking about peace. What do they say? There's, Yuchsin is not about corruption. So any task that Eliyahu Anavi is going to do regarding Yuchsin, that's not going to be connected to the Shlichus of Geula. Because the Shlichus of Geula, as we know from Maishu Rabbeinu, is the removal of corruption. The Heishel of Aves Albanim has to be some sort, it has to be referring to a task that's removing corruption. In other words, that's related to his Shlichus and bringing Mashiach. And the Chachamim say, dealing with Yuchsin has nothing to do with corruption, so that cannot be Eliyahu's job in preparing the world for Mashiach. It's something he's going to do independently of that. He's going to do it, but independently, as, some, as a separate task that he takes on. Uvimela, Afsha Eliyahu, Yas says that, even though Eliyahu will do this, he will do Yuchsin, even according to the Chachamim, this is not part of his task of removing corruption, in other words, in other words, paving the world for Mashiach. According to Chachamim, removing corruption is bringing peace. Removing hatred, that's true corruption, says Chachamim. That's what Eliyahu Hanavi will do as to pave the world for Mashiach. And the Rambam holds like the Chachamim. What does the Rambam tell us? Rambam says, like the Chamim, Eliyahu's job in connection to the Geula 
is not determining yuchsin. Rather, ella lasum shalom ba'elam, just to bring peace. Like it says, the Rambam says, is the task Eliyahu does in connection to Gula. How do we understand it? Bringing peace. Because that's the only job that really deals with removing corruption that really is paving the way for Mashiach. And now we're able to answer our first question on the Rambam. Remember, in Halacha Beis, we're talking about Eliyahu, the Rambam says, he doesn't come to determine status. In the next Halacha, when the Rambam is talking about Mashiach, he says, Mary doesn't declare. And we ask, the Rebbe asks why that subtle difference and nuance there in the terminology, the terminology that's being used. So now we have the answer to that. If the Rambam would write that Eliyahu Navi is not going to declare status, that this one's kosher, this one's pastel, that would not be true. Shekane. Because in a case where Eliyahu has to determine status, meaning it's not a case of a family that was already absorbed and so we're going to let it be, but it's a status that was either forced in, forced out, and Eliyahu has to determine the status, he will determine the status. So how can the Rambam say Eliyahu is not going to declare anyone's status? He will if he has to in certain situations. Therefore, what does the Rambam say? Medayek, he's very precise. Not that he's not going to do it, but he's not coming to do it. Meaning when Hashem sends him, when Eliyahu comes, meaning to pave the world for Mashiach, declaring status, determining status is not part of that. Not that he's not going to do it, which is why you can't say because he will do it in certain cases. But that's not why he's coming as the one to pave the way for Mashiach, which, according to the Chachamim, which are the Rambam Haskins. It's not about Yuchsin, it's about bringing peace in connection to Gula. Skip to Isaiah. Umam Shech Rambam, and then the Rambam continues with the second opinion. Okay, so now we understand the first opinion properly in the Rambam. The Rambam's not saying there is Elio won't do Yuchsin. Rather, in connection to his shluchus, the Rambam says he's going to bring peace. Connection to shluchus of Mashiach, he's going to bring peace. That was the first opinion. Okay, now we understand it properly. But then the Rambam brings the second opinion. But then we have those people that say that no, Mashiach, sorry, Elio, who's coming the day before Mashiach. Meaning, that's when his role in paving the way for Gula begins. That's when the Gula process begins, the day before, not before the war of Gaigumak, like the first opinion. Which means, what does that mean practically? Alpia Amrlael, based on what we said above, Hareha Pluxa, Enai Ella, Mahi Pulasai Shal Yahu Basilga Hamasim. Right, as we mentioned before, the differences of opinions, this whole discussion is about which activity constitutes removing corruption, meaning it's part of Ishlachas to bring the Gula. But whether he's going to do those activities, everyone agrees he will. 
So the Alzheimer, my Sifra Rambam, the Yeshmin Chachamim, Shaimim, Shakaidim, Bias Mashiach Yaveliahu. Shekol Hapuula Shaeliahu Yasser, the Salek Hamasim, the Heshel of Ave Salbanim Gaimer, who Imian Bifneatsme. The Chachamim in Sechas Eruvin, the source for the second opinion in the Rambam, they say, you know what? The Heshel Lave Ave Salbanim which is dealing with Eliyahu, removing corruption from the world, whichever way you want to understand it. They say that any of those um, expressions of, all of those expressions of Ahishel Salbadim, none of them are part of the Geula process. The Chachamim and Eruvin hold that the Albanim is an independent activity that Eliyahu does nothing to do with Ishluchas and bringing Mashiach. Which means the two psukim malachi aren't really connected. Eliyahu is going to come before Mashiach to do a shlichus in connection to Mashiach, and aside from that, he'll do vehesha le'avaysavanim. Kalaymar peula sheyase Eliyahu anavi. This will be vehesha le'avaysavanim. Will be an activity. Will be a task that a job. Yes, that Eliyahu anavi will do. The Elo I Indian the Shlichasuda Eliyahu, but regarding the Shlichas of Eliyahu, Hina Nechishalech the Gaimer Lifne Bayemavaya Gadolvan Naira, the one connected to Mashiach's coming, that Kaidem Bias Mashiach Yave Eliyahu, Bavasar Biasai. That is only the day before when he comes to announce. The Alpize Asi Shafir called Prate di Yukim Vaseder Chulub de Verambam. I just skipped a few lines, and now we're going to answer the second question. Remember that question in the Rambam's order? Why he doesn't just finish the topic of when and then get to the what? Bring the two opinions of when Eliyahu's coming and then discuss the job, which they don't seem to be arguing about. So now we can answer that. Now the Rambam, the Rebbe, is going to lay out the Rambam through a very different lens, the lens of the Rebbe's Chiddush here, which just makes the whole thing so logical and so, so beautiful, so perfect. The Rambam starts off, we see from the simple words of the Nevi'im, a Navi will come to prepare the world for Mashiach, like it says, in other words, Rebbe says, Rambam starts off by telling us that Eliyahu Hanavi will come to the world. Eliyahu Hanavi will show up. Everybody agrees with that. Nobody has a problem with that. Before Nochemes Gaigu Magaik, Eliyahu Hanavi will be in this world. No one disagrees with that. The disagreement is what is Eliyahu doing when he comes before Gaigo Magaik? Is he doing just Eliyahu, typical Eliyahu and Navi activities, or is he starting the Gula process? But everybody agrees that before Milchemes Gaigu Magaik, Eliyahu and Navi will be here in this world in a body to do something at least. Umam Sheikh, and then the Rambam continues. And when he comes, what will he do? It's going to bring peace, the Rambam says. Like the opinion of the Chachamim. That is referring to the Shluchas of Eliyahu, 
before Mashiach comes, and specifically in understanding the Shulchus of Banim, the Rambam holds like the Chachamim. He understands the part of related to the coming of Mashiach is about bringing peace, but not about Yosef. And then he adds, and you have a second opinion. You have some chachamim that say no, Mashiach's not coming before Muhammad's gaigavumagaik. He's coming the day before. to announce. Not that that's the first time Eliyahu is going to show up in the world. No, even according to these chachamim, Eliyahu is already here since before Muhammad's gaigavumagaik. But when does his shlichus in bringing Mashiach begin? According to the second opinion. The day before, meaning according to these chachamim, removing the um, corruption in the world, it's an inin bifnei atzma, is nothing to do with the shlichas of Mashiach, paving the world the way for Mashiach. But according to these chachamim, the shlichas of Eliyahu in connection to coming the day before Mashiach comes, who? It'll come the day before. That's when his shlichus and connection to Mashiach begins. So what do we see? According to the first opinion in the Rambam, the beginning of the Geula process starts when? Starts a little while before Mashiach comes, before Nochemes Gaigu Magag. That's when the Gula process starts. Now, whether it's with Yuxin or bringing peace, that's up for discussion. The Rambam holds it's bringing, it's, it's bringing peace to the world. But the Gula process starts way back then because according to the first opinion in the Rambam, whatever Eliyahu Anavi is doing in connection with his role in bringing Mashiach needs time. Bringing peace, that's part of his shlichus in bringing Mashiach and that takes time. So Mashiach, Eliyahu's role in paving the way for Mashiach, the beginning of the Mashiach process starts way back then, a few months before. But according to the second opinion, if the only activity of Eliyahu and Navi that's connected to Ashlech of bringing Mashiach is announcing, if everything else, Yuchsin and bringing peace and all of that is not part of Ashlech and bringing Mashiach, so he does those activities earlier, but has nothing to do. He comes before becomes Gaigomaga to do those activities, but has nothing to do with the process of Geula. According to the second opinion, the process of Geula only begins the day before Mashiach comes with his announcement that Mashiach's coming. That announcement is the only task Elio has that is part of a shlichus of paving the world for Mashiach. So Let's summarize this here. Here we have the two opinions <clears throat> in the Rambam. Deya Aleph, Deya Base. Deya Aleph is based on the Tanaim and Ejais. Deya Base is based on Chachamim and Eruvin. What will Eliyahu do? When Eliyahu comes back to our world, what is he going to do? According to Deya Aleph and Deya Base. According to both, it's the same thing. They both agree that when Eliyahu comes, he will do Yochsin, he will take care of questions, machlekes between um, Chachamim and, and their students, and he'll bring peace and he'll announce the Geula. Everyone agrees that all those activities are going to be done by Eliyahu when he comes back to this world. Okay. 
that's about what is Eliyahu going to do when he comes. Everyone agrees this is what he's going to do. Now, what about Eliyahu's task of Veheshelev Avais Albanim, removing corruption, paving the way for Geula? The first opinion in the Rambam says, yes, that is part of the Geula process. And so that's going to start, the Geula process will start earlier because that takes time. According to the second opinion in the Rambam, the Heshev Salbanim is something separate has its own goal. It's not, the goal is not to get the world ready for Mashiach. The Heshev Salbanim, Eliyahu will do it. He'll do it before Mechamas Gai but it's not the start of the Ula process at all. When will Eliyahu come to the world? According to both opinions, a while before Mashiach comes. In other words, before Mechamas Gai everybody agrees that's when he's going to come. But when does his job as part of the Geula begin? First opinion says, yes, before Mechamas Gai when he first comes. Second opinion says, no, until the day before Mashiach comes, his jobs that he'll be doing, and he'll be doing all those jobs, nothing to do with Geula. Only the day before Mashiach comes, when Eliyahu announces the Geula, that is when the Geula process begins. That is when Eliyahu starts his shluchas as the one paving the way for Mashiach. So to go back and answer our questions, why does the Rambam say Einai Ba about Eliyahu and not Einai Aimer like he does about Mashiach? Because you can't say Eliyahu is not going to declare at all about a person's status. He will, just not necessarily as part of his role in preparing the world for Mashiach. Therefore, the Rambam says, when he comes in his capacity as the one preparing the world for Mashiach, he will not determine Yuxin, because that's not part of that particular role that he will be in at that time. But not that he's not going to do it at all. Now, what about the order? Why does the Rambam say, give one opinion for the time, then go back to the task, and then give another opinion for the time? So now we understand that you can't separate the time from the task. The same way there's an argument about when Eliyahu is going to come, inherent in that is also a disagreement about what he's going to do. And so bringing the time and the task, those together form one opinion. It's not, inter the task is not interrupting the two opinions regarding time. The task is part of the first opinion of time. The first opinion says that Eliyahu Hanavi and his shlichas of bringing Mashiach needs to do and that takes time and therefore he's coming in his capacity as a shlichas and preparing the world for Mashiach. And the second opinion says no. Eliyahu Hanavi in his shlichas of bringing Mashiach is just about announcing Mashiach. Becomes, you know, he can do it before but it's nothing to do with the shlichas. And therefore if his only shlichas and paving the world for Mashiach is announcing Mashiach's coming then that will take place the day before. Paving the world for Mashiach will start the day before. The time determines the task. If he's only going to announce the Geula, then it makes perfect sense, according to these Chachamim, that it will take place the day before. And for the, our, the question about Machlaikas Metzias, we see right, we see clearly now that there's no Machlaikas Metzias. It's not an either or kind of disagreement. It's a disagreement about 
which one applies when. They all apply. They're all going to happen, but which one is when? Which one is part of the Gula process? Which is an independent activity? And therefore, when does the Gula process begin? And when is it just Eliyahu doing what it needs to do, but not yet having started the Gula process? That's what it's really all about in terms of the Machlekes. So to wrap this up, and then maybe we'll do just the last ice of the Sicha, which is the Eira and the Bracha. The Rebbe establishes there is no such thing as a Machlekes B'Metzias in Taira. Can't be. Rather, the Rebbe goes on to say, it's a matter of which activities are part of the Gula. Which will tell us, therefore, when does the Gula begin? We know the Gula begins when Eliyahu Navi does the activity that begins his role in preparing the world for Gula. Everybody agrees that Eliyahu Navi will do everything. Everybody agrees that Eliyahu Navi will come to this world before Melchemes Gaik But there's one opinion that holds that the activities represented by the Heshiva of Esalbanim is part of the Geula, and therefore the Geula begins when the Heshiva of Esalbanim has to begin, because you need more time. And you have another opinion that says, no, only Basurasa Geula is part of Eliyahu's paving way for Geula, and therefore, where even though Eliyahu Navi is coming to the world way before, before Mechamis Gaik, but the process of Geula only begins the day before. Okay, so that in a nutshell is the way the Rebbe analyzes the opinions that the Rambam brings about when Eliyahu is going to come and what he is going to do. He's going to come before Mechamaskai but he starts the Gula process either then or the day before. He's going to do all of those activities, but either bringing peace to the world is part of the Gula process, opinion number one, or it's not, opinion number two. And opinion number two, only announcing is part of the Gula process. Any questions? Okay, so let's just wrap up the Sicha with the very last verse. Um, can I ask a question? Sure. Well, I've been listening from the beginning. Uh, my name is Carmela. Uh, was designing interesting necklace in one of, I don't know. And I'm asking myself through all of the how can, how can I bring your remarkable sicha to my everyday life? So today it's a lockdown here in Melbourne. Uh, I have a jewelry room that I used to make jewelry 30 years ago. So today I said, I'll do something different. I listened to you and I designed an interesting necklace. So that's what I did. It's a simple question. My, my question is, how can I bring what you're saying about Mashiach and Eliyahu Navi into my cooking, into my work, into the fact that I live on my own and I'm doing lockdown on my own? I don't know if you can answer this. Okay, okay. So it's an excellent question. 
you know, on one level, this is an example of a sicha that's a lot more technical. You know, you have some sichas that the inspiration is very, very obvious. Most of the sicha is just one inspiring thought after Then you have other sichas which are based on the nigla aspects of Taira, right? Based on Mishnah or Gemara or Halacha. They become a lot more technical, very analytical, dealing with subtleties in text. And you're right, it's more of an academic exercise. You wonder what's inspiring about it. And for those kinds of sichais, we really have to um, look at the inspiration. Well, I would say on two levels, but we obviously have to dig deeper to find it. You're right. On one level, I, I would say at the very fact that we're engaged in this in-depth Torah learning is life-changing in so many levels. It changes us, it changes the atmosphere around us, and it just snowballs into affecting things in the world. In other words, the very activity that we're engaged in now has a tremendous effect. Now, that might not help us to say, okay, well, what can I take from this going forward to change in my life? The very action already changed your life. So that's one thing to keep in mind. You just used your brain, you wrapped your brain around Torah concepts for an hour and a half. That's an amazing thing. That's like the Tanya tells us it's like hugging Hashem. So that itself is worth a lot. That's number one. Number two, the Rebbe tells us, and that's the whole um, foundation, that's the whole reason for this worldwide initiative of learning the Dvar Machos, learning these talks of the Rebbe, because these talks of the Rebbe talk about the coming of Mashiach. And the more, you know, Mashiach is always, you know, to us, such a vague concept, right? It's like fairy tales, like we can't even relate to it. It's so different from our world. And so the Rebbe stressed over and over that in order to really appreciate what the time of Mashiach is all about so that we can properly anticipate it, we need to understand it. We need to learn as much as we can about it so we can get excited. So we know what we're getting excited for. We know what we're davening for. We know what we're asking for. And so the Rebbe really passionately begged us to make time to study these teachings about what will the world be like when Mashiach comes? What will be the process of Mashiach coming? And that's what this Sicha is. That's, this Sicha is part of that. This Sicha is based on Rambam. And the Rambam, as I mentioned in the beginning, is really one of the only halachic authorities that talks about on a very practical level, what will happen when Mashiach comes. And so this Sicha and the three that came before are based on the teachings of the Rambam about what will happen when Mashiach comes. So we're studying about Mashiach coming and that itself, says the Rebbe, brings Mashiach faster, brings Mashiach closer. So going forward, what does this experience mean to us? This is only a taste. We should continue with this on this trajectory. This is a very important path that we've set ourselves on, learning about Mashiach, understanding what the world will be like when Mashiach comes so we can properly anticipate it. And the very learning prepares the world even more for Mashiach to come to bring Mashiach even quicker. I don't know if that answers your question, but the third thing I wanna say is that when we read the last ice of the Sicha, the Rebbe will bring in a bit more of the inspiration angle that we haven't yet seen until now. So does that answer your question at all? Yes, yes, thank you. 
Okay, my pleasure. But you're right. It's not, it's a different style. It's a different style. It's more of a technical style. And we have to kind of reframe what we think about, think of inspiration when we learn these kind of talks of the Rebbe. So on that note, let's get to the last ice of the Sicha, ice Yud, where the Rebbe wraps up this whole discussion, brings it a little bit more down to, um, down to earth into our own lives as Carmela, Carmela, right? As you mentioned, yes, right to your jewelry room as you're making jewelry. Where, what can you do with the sikha going forward? Ice yod. Um, here, let's get on the screen here. There we go. Okay, get a little bigger. Vihi ratzain. The rabbi concludes, should be Hashem's will. <clears throat> that indeed, every, this whole discussion shouldn't remain in theory. He's going to come here now. He's going to come then. He's going to start the process now. Then let's have him come already. And then we'll know. Let him come already and announce that Mashiach's coming. And especially, says the Rebbe, through us adding in learning Taira and doing mitzvahs, Especially since we know the Rambam himself tells us this, that even one mitzvah can totally tip the scales in favor of bringing the Gula. Including and especially including when we're talking about a situation here, we're talking about the unity of B'nai Yisrael. Remember going back to the very beginning of the Sicha, this whole sicha is set in honor of the unification of B'nai Yisrael coming together and learning something together. So th this sicha is in honor of an event that represents the true unity of all the Jewish people. True and complete, perfect unity. Through learning Taira in its perfection. Like through learning Rambam, which is halacha is called Taira Kula, as we said before, encompasses the entire Taira. And through doing this, through uniting in our Taira learning, which is exactly what we just did. We've just learned this sicha together, and there are so many other people around the world learning this exact same sicha this week. And the Rebbe says, through doing that, we cancel the reason that we're in Golis in the first place, which is the opposite of obviously Yisrael. Why are we in Golis in the first place? Because we, unfortunately, we're practicing a lack of obviously Yisrael. But through coming together, we rectify that. We prove that that reason for Golis no longer exists. We're, we're having obviously Yisrael now. There's no more lack of obviously Yisrael. Therefore, we don't need to be in Golis anymore. And so coming together and learning and demonstrating our unity should finally, once and for all, cancel out the Golis. There's no more reason for the Golis. And automatically bringing about, uh, canceling, not just the reason, but canceling the effect, the cause and canceling the effect. Until we take this to the extreme, we take our unity to the ultimate level which is the entire world being in harmony with each other and with Hashem. Mashiach will <clears throat> change the world. The whole world will be serving Hashem together. As the Rambam himself writes, 
the Mashiach comes, the whole world will recognize the truth and serve Hashem together, the ultimate unity of all of creation. As we see at the very end, remember we're completing Mishnah Taira and the very end of this book, of this, study, this program of study tells us, what is Mashiach all about? Mashiach is all about unity, that the entire world realizes why we're here. There's no dissonance. Everything in creation is in harmony, all realizing that we're here to serve Hashem. That is the ultimate unity. And the Rebbe says that that starts with us coming together now, especially if what we're coming together through is Taira. That really is the ultimate unity we can achieve now in Golos. And through demonstrating this ultimate unity in Golos, that should bring about the ultimate unity that could ever possibly be in the time of Geula when all of creation is in harmony. So ladies, we have just really um, started something very, very important by coming together, setting aside this time tonight to learn a complex sicha about Mashiach together with people all over the world. And then the Rebbe connects the end of Sefer Hayad to the beginning, which is a custom to do in the Hadron, but I think we will just um, pass over that. And let's just conclude with the Rebbe's bracha here. Start from here, Kamisha Kasov. Kamisha Kasov, Niglak Fight Hashem, Varo Kobasar Yachta, the Geimer, Shizawa Mitis, Imian Hadas, Kailo Dea, Savaya, Ufata, Dea Kamayam, the Amhasim, the whole world should be covered with the knowledge of Hashem. Bigu Ula, Ha Mitis, Vahashlema, Ayade Mashiach, Kenu. Bimahera, Viamenu Mamish, Ukipsakdin Harambam, Miyad Hainagalin. It should happen now as the Rambam gives in a halachic ruling that we should be redeemed immediately. And as the Rebbe says, miyad, immediately, kipshutai, literally immediately. Tekef umiyad mamish, right away, immediately. <laughs>